The greatest problem in this world is that people are too f***ing scared to be themselves. Scared of what others think. Why? Because society made you fit into a tiny little box. Hey everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. It's pumping. Our energy is pumping. Mm-hmm. We um so you know what I did right I put my la- I put my latest episode our latest episode last week on my oh, podcast a, I've listened to that like three more times it was such a great episode so potent it's been like my most viewed episode of all time really in such a short period yeah in such a short period Amazing. and like every day I'm getting notifications of like how many people download I'm like holy shit and like it's not the point of the downloads but it's the mm. point of the conversation that we had that resonated. Totally. It was so high high energy behind it as well because I looked back at some of their other conversations and you can see that tension and the denseness in both of us in these conversations. Yeah. Like we were both kind of working through some stuff and you can see it and there was an attachment to the conversations in a way. But last yeah. one's was like really how far we'd come through this kind of these conversations that we're having. They're so yeah. potent and now we're not letting any of our own crap kind of come into them basically and interfere with what we're saying this need to be validated or to be seen or fear of rejection abandonment it was just pure like consciousness flowing through us amen amen and that you you can just feel it and that's i think what it's like a really good point is that when you do you go through this phase where you will go through the healing that things don't because we were sort of moving through our own stuff and still doing fine but like you could underlying the energy of us was still moving and there was stuff being released there was parts of us that weren't our authentic self releasing so you like these have micro healing moments and some big healing moments we were in a void remember we were like in huge voids through some of our episodes and like this is for for everyone listening right they're like um this happens to everything like when you go through a healing period and i was just talking to one of my clients this morning about this is like she's had a huge breakthrough. She's like, like, it all clicked. Like I just saw this general family generational thing. It all clicked. And I'm like, that's how it happens. But you go through the void, you go through the shit. Mm. So you can uncover who you are and your frequency is that is what, which is most magnetic mm. is the truth in you and the truth that speaks. And me and you have sort of picked up our truth along the way even more. And as we've expanded each other and now here we are is this, representation of the healing that we've done and the truth that we represent exactly and that's ongoing as well there's going to be moments where we see even more expansion but the the moment where you're like now i'm in my truth right now i'm in my truth regardless of the patterns that i've experienced in my life they're no longer gonna come in and drive my words there's not going to be this push and this tension behind the words that I have to say the words are from source itself are from that part of me that is source right and I think how do you feel about this in terms of when you speak it's almost like there is no need to plan to speak right Mm. there is no need to seek something in your words so for example you speak and then you expect people to give something back or you expect to see something happen in return for your words and there's an attachment mm. what's your perspective on that you know this is a good point because it's like talks about the flow i'm just gonna get my notebook i don't think i have it here um it talks about the flow 
in when when I do even just like we talk, started talking about a hypnosis before we got on live, right? Is like when I do all my hypnosises, I'm in a state where it's not planned. I have a rough idea. I have the techniques from my training to understand how to structure it, but then like everything the that else. And like the concept um, that you want to focus on or... Yeah, so for the one that you did was wealth, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that was like, okay, cool, here's wealth. And then so I do some associate, I, I write a list down of what it means to not be wealthy, what some limiting beliefs are. And then I've sort of leave that to the side. And then I ask for guidance to say, bring in the story, bring in the the themes that need to help unravel the wealth stories in people to give them wealth consciousness. So that's mm-hmm. what I did for this one. And then, you know, funny thing, the story that I put in that was all just channeled through me. And, mm. and half of it came from a dream that I had the night before. Mm. So, um, but what you're talking about is like talking with, with our expectations reminds me of that moment when I'm in hypnosis where I, I just listen to the next word that comes through. I don't try and think about the next word that comes through. I just listen. And there it is. Mm. Cause we have to, a lot of us are really scared of silence, like really scared of silence. Right. And that we try and keep thing conversations flowing. Like, if me and you were to hang out and we were just there and like, could we sit in silence together without feeling that awkwardness? But a lot of us will want to try and break that silence or we will want to be like, talk about like something that gives us the validation because that was the comfort. Right. And I think that's sort of what you're saying, but mm. at the point when you're in your wholeness or when you're in your flow, when you're in your rhythm, you're in your truth, everything that comes out of you just comes out of you because it needs to be expressed mm. in this moment. It doesn't, it's not, it's sorry, wants to be expressed. It doesn't need to be expressed. Mm. And almost when we try to plan or control how that comes through, then it's in a sense trying to control our reality, right? Because manifestation yeah. is our voice, is the words we speak. We speak our reality into existence. So we're trying to control that, especially in this type of work and this type of conversation that we're having right now, these higher level energy things where we're at all, right? It's not us. We're at all for that, those words and that guidance to flow through us to to whoever it may be. Maybe it's just to us. And if we try to control that, are we not just trying to control of our reality and control how everything unfolds? And that's controlling the outside, right? Amen. And this is one of the words, uh, I've got a comment there. Hello, hello. Welcome. Um, So one of the things that I've been talking about is like, my theme for this, my, my, my intention for this coming month for November is, um, effortless magnetism. Mm. And where it's this whole theme that we can just, we don't need to be desperate for something. We don't, uh, we're not acting in lack. And there's those parts of me that still acts in that. And I can feel the energy in my body. Mm. And so when we want things like we want that new career, that new job, um, and where we want that, that um, extra paycheck or we're worried about these bills and we're stressed, we're in our thinking mind. We're not in our flowing heart. And the, the heart can see far further than your eyes can and then your mind can. The heart knows. So effortless magnetism is just letting be what will be and dancing with the universe. Like we talked about this last week, like quantum mm. possibilities. When you are focused on the how, you're stressed you don't focus on the how you don't focus on the when if you want to focus on the when you release expectations what you really focus on is the what and the why and leave the how and the when up to the universe 
That's the big thing. I think sometimes as well, we also leave in the what up to the universe because mm. we have this desire for what we want, but then there's an attachment to the desire. If it's, it's got to be exactly like this, that yeah. what has got to be exactly as what I have in my mind. But sometimes there's so much greater things that are out there for us. And we can have this idea of what we want, but then open for so much more. What else can we be open mm -hmm. for? What else can mm -hmm. flow through us if we have this openness to receive something that maybe we can't see yet? And like you said, the heart mm. knows, right? The heart knows. But sometimes the heart is just going after that feeling, right? That expansion or that abundance or whatever it may be. And how that might come to you or what might come to you for you to experience that feeling might be different mm. than what your mind can see because your mind is limited. Your mind is always mm. going to be limited to the circumstances around you, what you've previously experienced. But the heart is not limited in the sense of what it can feel, right? Of what it can feel. And when it can feel that, Amen. and when it can tap into that feeling and you, like you said, that effortlessness of action from that feeling, the what sometimes doesn't always need to be clear either. Because if you're chasing that feeling, I don't mean chasing, if you're following that feeling, and trust in that feeling, then what gets to unfold is sometimes even greater than the mind can imagine, right? Mm -hmm. But then we also do have these desires of things that we want. And when we've got close enough to ourselves, our authentic self and true enough to what we really want to experience, then those feelings become also things. So mm -hmm. what I want to experience is to become an interviewer, right? That's my dream. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's so much linked to that feeling. So it's not necessarily chasing what my mind wants anymore. But until we can really understand it from an authentic space, then the what doesn't actually need to be clear to us. So if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, I don't know what I want. Like, I don't know what my purpose is. You don't always need to know. Just follow the feeling that's in your heart and that will take you to that place. Amen. Amen. So the, the, the thinking mind doesn't comprehend miracles. Mm. Right, it does not comprehend miracles and it attaches to an outcome, an idea that the way things should be. And when you do that, and on top of the idea that the mind does not comprehend miracles, then you just you just stop all you stop all other possible doorways from opening for you. This is the quantum possibilities. You have what you said perfectly was release attachment, and that's what I'm finding in my life. The more I release attachment, the more beauty comes into it, the more surprises. Uh, um, flow through into my life but what's what's crazy is the fact that so many people shut themselves off to miracles every single day mm. they think miracles are madness they don't happen to me i'm not lucky bullshit it's not because you don't you can't receive them it's because you're not willing to see something bigger and different and you're, and that's what you're you're attached to an idea of way, the way life is. You have these certain glasses on that only see a reality in mm -hmm. one way. And you and I have been in so many different versions of ourselves to know from where we're sitting now was definitely not where we were sitting five years ago. Mm -hmm. We had a certain set of glasses on which would have seen the world so differently. So the idea now is if you want to open up to quantum possibilities, open up to new opportunities, manifest things that you like being the interviewer, um, and for me, it's like going down a certain path as well. I've got these things and, and we've had a journey on what we want to like, you know, the <laughs> idea of like what we should be desiring and what we shouldn't be desiring. 
but you should all go after what you're desiring, mm. but keeping the attachment away from it and mm. making sure that what you're desiring is a heart-based desire, not a head-based desire. Mm. Because the head-based desires are always going to be linked to an egoic personality, the one of you that wants validation, the one that wants, um, you know, that fears rejection, the one that needs approval, the one that like wants to make people envious of themselves. It's just very, it's energetically gross, mm. energetically sticky and tacky. And so you want to get into the heart and that just comes with your awareness. It comes with healing because we've just got a mountain of shit piled up onto our heart and that heart space is where, which you said love, which is a feeling and that's gratitude, being grateful. Gratitude is like the ultimate state of receivership. We can't bring anything forward if we're not grateful for what we already have. Mm, I love that. And adding on to this kind of being grateful to for what you already have, this also where you are right now, don't be afraid to do the thing, right? Don't be afraid to step into mm. what it is you want and expressing it. And if in five months' time you realize, oh, wait, whoa, I was speaking from an egoic desire back then, don't judge mm. yourself for that. Because I look back at some of our episodes and I was like, whoa, like I was definitely speaking from ego there. I was definitely speaking from trauma yeah, there. Same. But that's okay if you are in that moment because you're learning so much mm. from doing that. You're learning so much from allowing yourself just to speak. But mm. give yourself the time to say to listen back to the things that you're saying or the things that you're expressing and say, what can I learn about myself in this moment? So it's not a fear of like, if you're struggling right now and you're thinking, I can't connect to my intuition or I can't find my authentic self, don't wrap yourself up in those concepts so much. Instead, just allow yourself to explore what it feels like to speak or whatever mm -hmm. it is that you want to do with your life, what it feels like to write, what it feels like to do videos of yourself mm. and then watch them back and learn from yourself. Mm. Let, like you say a lot let life heal you through that content that you're creating because it's going to teach you so much more than it is of rushing around trying so hard to because again that's an attachment how do I connect to my intuition how do I find my authentic self and stressing yourself out about these concepts because I've seen this mm. in my journey I've seen this in a lot of people people's journey that I've worked with and it's like they're also attached to finding the answer but the answer is within mm -hmm. and if you let everything around you be that mirror to you then you can find that answer you can find mm. what it the path to speaking more from your heart so it's not judging mm. yourself as well just letting what comes up come up and learning from it there mm. might be a time when we look back at these conversations and think wow like i'm even more evolved than these conversations right <laughs> mm -hmm. but we're not going to stop doing them because we're going to learn from them and yeah 100 percent. i love how you you always you seem to always look back like you always reflect on how far you've come and i think that's mm -hmm. such a powerful a powerful unique gift because um we often look forward and like, and we judge ourselves for where we sh think we should be. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize how far we've already come. And without that, like you need to celebrate how far you've come. Definitely. You need to celebrate who you are deep down. And Danielle and I have been talking about this as well. Like recently it's like, man, look where we were one year ago, like compared mm -hmm. to now. And like our energy is like ready for a next level, the next level of our own, our own expansion. But for everyone listening, it's like you've come so far already. You need to be proud of who you are. And that comes back to that gratitude, hey? Mm. 
like being super grateful like do you have a do you have a regular gratitude practice what's gratitude like in your life so i used to do a gratitude journal for quite a long time where i would write things for example i'm grateful for in the present tense and then i would also write in the present tense the things that hadn't yet happened yet so things that i was manifesting and i did that for quite a long time in my life uh, with my journaling practice But then I started doing more based on visualization. I'm quite a visual person. And I started to instead bring it more into my meditation practice. So for Mm -hmm. me, it was more instead of saying I am grateful for this, it was like experiencing it again and experiencing the feelings again and experiencing Mm -hmm. the feelings of things that are yet to happen again. Mm -hmm. And So that's why I'm saying like, it's the gratitude practice itself. It's almost like you can find ways for it to work for you, like whether that's writing or scripting or visualization, but it's also walking around in your life with a sense of every small thing that happens to you. How can you look at that one thing and be like, oh, that's pretty nice. Like, how can you Mm. feel pleasure? pleasure from those smaller things or from those things that you don't deem big enough like we're looking for these huge manifestations and these huge things to happen to our life but gratitude is in every moment even the challenges and so I think gratitude itself we can have this kind of practice where we have it into our routine for example or our meditation visualization practice but we can also bring it into our day-to-day life so when something Mm -hmm. happens to you might be the smallest thing might be the biggest thing or the most challenging thing how can you look at that from almost a neutral and observational perspective and say what has this taught me I'm really thankful for this right even something small like the other day I was in the supermarket and they gave me I spent over a certain amount of money and I got free chocolate rice cakes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was like oh I'm grateful for that like it's abundance because abundance doesn't just come in the form of like 50 million or 1 million or whatever abundance looks like to you in terms of monetary value abundance comes in the most beautiful ways and if that's just one person smiling at you on the street like find pleasure in that as well how does it look like in your life yeah I love that oh so I'm like, I, do, I, I jumped off the gratitude wagon for a while there. I'll be honest. And it's, and what it's. What made you jump off it, it? It was just something where I was like, I think I went through a phase where I was test and it was all perfect because right now you have these moments where you can see back of like, ah, okay, cool. Cause I was sort of testing things of what works and what doesn't work. And I was going through this whole thing of like letting my morning routine go without a masculine energy to it and just letting it flow. And then some days I wouldn't do anything. And I would say, no, my day is my meditation. And then I learned through this whole process, which was interesting. And I, I find that I needed, I didn't, like having nothing there and I didn't like having extreme there. So I've found a balance which works with like tuning in and, but making sure I'm doing something to get out of my comfort zone, right. And getting out Mm -hmm. of my, my, my space of comfort. And so now I'm realizing we're not doing gratitude and doing gratitude is a huge difference, Mm -hmm. right? Because I used to do the same as you write down in the journal and everything. And I, and I, and I just sort of heard everyone saying, and I, and when I mm-hmm. first read the secret and watched the secret, it was like gratitude, gratitude. I was like, okay, I get it. It's mm-hmm. nice to thank things, but I didn't really get it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like now after having this phase where I didn't do anything to now to where I did something, didn't do anything. And now where I've got this really natural effortless sort of gratitude practice, like this morning, I just woke up 
and I thanked my bed. Mm. I thanked my bed for giving me a comfortable sleep. I thanked my blanket for keeping me warm. I thanked my pillow for giving me comfort. I thanked my roof for keeping me safe from the rain on the out and the and keeping me warm from and and protected. I thanked. I think that's all I thanked in that moment. Uh, I thanked myself, my heart for looking after me. And I just, I got up and I just put my feet on the floor and I just did this. And it's just mm. natural. And Do you find, this is uh, something that... Sorry, hey, carry, on. carry on. Oh, I was just going to say, this is something that Marie Kondo, have you heard of Marie Kondo? No, I haven't. Marie Kondo is this famous Japanese lady who does all about like feng shui and energy in the house. And mm. she goes through like sound bowls and like tuning forks to like clear the energy and she like is super famous. She's got her own Netflix show, Marie Kondo. And oh, so she's all about energy and houses. Yeah, you love it. And it's and basically she goes in and she thanks everything. And that's a very shamanic practice. So she will thank the table because the table creates an energy in this room. And she'll thank it. And that gratitude in there is like appreciation. And so I had this huge insight one day driving a car, driving my car, and I realized that the car is just atoms, right? And the atoms responds to energy. And so when people have cars that break down, they don't have an they have the tires are going flat, everything starts breaking down. It's because these people are breaking down. Their mind is breaking down. They've got so much chaos and tension in their life mm. that the outside world is just reflecting them. And so I had this, I was driving this car and I was like, thank you. Thank you for getting me here. And I appreciate for you, you for taking me on my journey. And I'm going to appreciate you even more when I'm driving my Rolls Royce, when I'm driving my Lamborghini, when I'm Land driving my Wrangler. Porsche, Land Rover <laughs> Wrangler, like whatever that is for you. Like, but, I'm, but it's not like, oh, I can't wait to get another car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right there's such different energy it's like thank you for serving me on my journey and i can't wait to and i'm going to thank you even more when i know the contrast that you've created in my life of appreciation mm, i love that it's almost like what you're saying is like gratitude is like this portal to receive in 100 percent. that's the outcome mm. it's the portal because the universe just it's like it's like a beacon of light and it's like mm. there you are there you are. And so all the desires that you've put out there, they start to connect in the field and eventually what's coming for you finds you because the beacon's turned on. The beacon of light in you comes on with more the more appreciation you have for what you currently have. It's like that quote, you'll never be grateful for what you want if you can't be grateful for what you have. Mm. It's like you're just going to go in a loop of like, oh, life sucks. Oh, I don't have enough. Oh, this isn't good enough. And you just go in this loop. Like no matter what, you've got a Lamborghini, you've got a, a mansion, you've got a happy wife, you've got beautiful family, healthy family. It'll never be enough if you don't really appreciate what you have now. And that's where that inner work is so important, is the most important thing when it comes to these things. Because if we don't have that inner foundation to experiencing these things, then we're attaching our happiness, we're attaching our joy into objects, into things that are yeah. outside of us, outside of our true nature and who we actually are. And it's almost like Amen. I got what you were saying in that as well. This gratitude is so grounding, isn't it? It's so grounding mm, into, our, into ourselves. Yeah, it is. It's so grounding. And I'm paying more attention to it now more than ever, but it's natural. And I think everyone listening here, it's like 
where we started was the gratitude journal. If you're not doing it, that's really good. But if you can really start to appreciate your food and all the farmers that brought that food to your plate and all the business people that took risks in starting the business and the transport company that gets it there and the ceramics that created the plate and all the raw materials and the harvesters and the miners that created the raw materials for that plate and for the knife and the fork. You can thank all of that. That is just like, it's like a, it's like a super attractor. Mm-hmm. It's like and a it's super tractor. Healing for these people as well, because there's a lot of dense energy that also goes into the creation of these things, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of people that maybe work in 12 hour, 14 hour days to get the food that is on your table, right? So there's a lot of d- dense energy that is built up into the, the yeah. timeline of this food or this thing that you hold in your hand coming to you. So if you can give thanks to that thing like like we said a minute ago it's kind of it's grounding yourself in that you know this thing didn't just magically appear to you there was a process for it to come to you there was a process in whereby lots of people are involved in that thing so you're holding on to also their energy and in that dense energy that's also in that cycle and in that creation of that thing if you can just give like your love to those things like you said it just goes back it's kind of like healing in a sense when we go into different timelines right we go back to our past we go back to ancestral past lives whatever it may be it's the same thing it's going back and healing the journey of this thing that came to you so that now it's with you you're not just accepting it and receiving it with its purest energy but you're also healing these people that brought the thing to you and Mm. i believe like i know people maybe who are listening to this and i remember myself thinking the same thing like how is that going to change the world how is one small thing like this going to do anything what's the point Mm -hmm. kind of thing but it's Mm -hmm. those small things compounded over time and the more that you're doing it and making it aware to other people that you're doing it not in a forceful way but just being open about who you truly are and how you experience the world the more other people feel comfortable to do it and this compounds right? This is what evolution is. As evolution is not something that happens like this. It's a compounded growth over time. So if we're doing it, these small actions, right? If you're doing those things because you want to, because it feels natural to you as who you are, then it will compound over time and open up so much depth to healing of ourselves on a collective level. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Like, so much in that and one of the things that was coming up as you were saying that was there's a few things um well one of the things i was doing one of the things i've been doing a lot is going into the ocean right Mm -hmm. and the ocean is the most highly charged um elements in all of nature it's got the most electrons it's like the most density of electrons in the ocean okay of all things so what I've been doing is when I go into the ocean, we're doing cold water swims, but you can go in any temperature. It doesn't matter. But the cold water sort of shocks me and gets me into my state out of my ego. And I go in there and I pray or I'll, I'll affirm things. And I'll do like last time me and Danielle were in there, um, I did this just off the cuff, huge prayer about thanking Mother Earth, thanking everything. Thank you for all this. Thank you for all the abundance you've already given us. And like pulling in the particles. What I do is what I, I sort of saw this ages ago. I can't remember if it was a plant medicine ceremony or not, but mm. you think about the cosmos where we are in higher 
elements of high dimensions, right? Things happen in thoughts. It's all fast. It's very quick. But down here, we're in matter and matter moves slower and it mm. takes time because we're in time and space, right? Not just space. And so now time... It, it takes time for all these elements to come together. You know, I've got my crystal. It takes time for all these elements to come together and, and create this, right? And the same with a tree. A tree takes time because the carbon has to come in, the nutrients from the earth have to come in. So our manifestations and our of our desires take time. But so when I'm in there, in this, in this highly charged particle, I feel like I'm in like super receiver mode, super like communication mode with... The, the divine and i'm putting out all this gratitude and thanks for everything that i've got from my heart to not from my head and then i'm at that moment i'm saying i'm saying to my to myself i'm imagining all the particles of all these desires coming in that i'm choosing and i imagine them all coming in into into form and then boom they're going to align with me and I'm just putting my desire out in the ocean. The ocean is like it covers 70% of this world. So I'm putting my desire into the ocean and all the particles come in and it meets it. So it's like pulling particles from all over the world because, you know, the ocean goes everywhere. It's just one body of water. So I've been doing that and that's been really, really cool. I've been really enjoying mm, that. It's really interesting as well because um, my, my practitioner, my NLP practitioner actually said to me, like, the water, the ocean is the subconscious mind right so mm, it symbolizes yeah. that it symbolizes the subconscious because it's I love that. like you said it covers literally all of the all of the world but it also has so much depth to it yet yeah, that we we're mm -hmm. more aware of what's going on in the moon than we are at the bottom of the ocean right and it mm. same goes for ourselves we're so much more aware of like this conscious 20 percent of what we're experiencing and not aware and also have a fear to go to we have a fear yeah. to go in the ocean a lot of people do and to the depth of yeah. the ocean and it's so without true. we can't go there unless we know what we're doing unless we're so having true. trust in ourselves. and it's the same with the subconscious like we can't go to the depths of our unconscious our subconscious mind if we're not trusting and if we're not learning the techniques that help us get there right that help mm. us access that finding safety in the body i i, I think this is such an important thing that is is actually missed a little bit is this we want to move out of our comfort zone of course i think that is the way we grow but it's also creating safety in the unknown so that we can go there creating a relationship yeah. with the unknown creating relationship with that part of ourselves that we can't see that allows us to feel a sense of safety allows our nervous system to calm down and relax so that we can access these parts of ourselves because if we're not relaxed if we're not feeling safe within mm -hmm. our own body when we're going there it's not going to be to actually learn and to integrate things that we learn we're just going to feel a sense of fear and panic about being there yeah yeah amen i think that's so so awesome too um i got a comment here maybe there's a reason humanity and the people in power are more interested in space than the depths of the ocean some stones are better left unturned yeah, that's that's pretty interesting actually. Because mm. I, I actually thought that was really, really interesting what you said is like how scared people are of going to the oceans, mm. right? Like the subconscious, because we're digging things up. And then that made me think about like this world as I see this world as a game. Like I see it as a play, and that we're mm. a player, we're we're just one of the players in the play, one of the actors in the play. And this is our ability, like 
to think about this as it is real. It is very, very, very real. Mm. Let's not deny that. But it is a game that has that can be hacked in your mm. favor. It can be hacked in your favor with your awareness. And in that sense, I, I feel like this is just a simulation. And I'm like, yep, at the end of the day, I know I've got all these fears. My job is to face them. And to create a little, and to remember who I am in this game, it's like that movie Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, so epic oh, because there's so much it. truth in it, so so much truth in it, and like we're just becoming aware. It's like this this subconscious message that we're becoming aware that we are able to manipulate energy. And mm-hmm. you look deeper, and you look at some things like with the um, the hemisync thing that happened with the CIA that they were able to. Um, do remote viewing. The CIA were doing this in the eighties. There's a there's a Hollywood movie about it with um one of the I can't remember his name. I think it was one of the big actors. Anyway, there's a Hollywood movie with him in it and with some big actors in it. All about this that they were able to they were able to um, manipulate reality and they were able to remote view on Russians. So this mm-hmm. this world for all of us is just a perspective and if we can unlock a perspective of truth to be able to see it from our heart and not that the world is against us but it's actually rigged it's a simulation rigged in your favor and it can be hacked with your awareness then you will live a life that you could not even imagine can right? you go deeper into the for people listening into what you mean by hacked by our awareness what does that look like and what does that involve Mm. So if you think about like hacking a game, like you get like, or like hacking something like biohacking, you've hacked the body, you've figured it out. So you're figuring out the fact that your mind has potential, that Mm -hmm. your body, that your heart, your feelings have a magnetic force to it. The awareness is that you are not your story. The awareness is that you can change your life, that you do create your reality. Your awareness is, oh, there is a synchronicity. Mm. There is something that's showing me proof. The awareness is, wow, there is something more. The awareness is that um, miracles can happen. So your awareness sort of opens up over time and it happens. It's like these gateways, these doorways, I feel like you and I had a doorway moment where something revealed itself to us and we were like, whoa, what's that? Mm. And something visceral happened in us that sparked us to go down this path, Mm. right? sparked us to move forward and so you and i right now you know it's so interesting our energy has changed so much over the last couple of months and it's becoming more and more magnetic but why because we're becoming more and more aware more ourselves yeah and like we had a lot of fears in many aspects there's places Mm. that we don't want to go and we have to like comfort ourselves in that the places that we don't want to reveal um we don't want to talk about this we don't want to face this and so we face our fears with just a little bit more we face our fears with just a little bit more of courage Mm. and we'll be able to overcome fucking anything as long Mm. as we have a little bit more courage than our fear awareness is that literal again this portal to yourself portal to who you Mm. really are this authentic self i'm just reading this comment as well because it's really interesting yeah same um yeah exactly exactly the experiences and oh dreams this is really interesting i love the topic of dreams and i know you do enjoy it as well and about how yeah 
how like we talked about hacking your awareness dreams is a great way to do that right oh my god mm. i just talked about this this was our final call for my mastering your field mm. so i did that mastering your field four week like intensive deep dive two calls a week i just finished it i'm doing the second round in november 24th Amazing. and this is the last week so i had my mentor come on and she talks about the nocturnal dream she's been the dream analyst for over nearly 50 years she's a doctor mm -hmm. in psychology doing shamanism right and she's like the synchronicities are just a, a way of connecting us our dream life to our waking dream and she's like there is a nocturnal dream and there's a waking dream and so the whole aspect is you'll find your synchronicities like i had a dream once and you probably had this too emma and i want to know did you have you ever had a dream where there's a synchronicity that happened at night in your dream and then it showed up somehow in your waking yeah. dream? Yeah, yeah, I've had that a few times. And now more so in the sense that I'm able to access my dreams in the day, go back into yeah. them. And and I know that will sound strange to some people, but it's it's more like a just it's a deep level of trance again, kind of accessing this 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 dream again, where you allow yourself to relax and you set the intention. And of course, it's kind of creating this safe space for you to do that. And yeah. knowing it's not something I do unless I feel guided to in the moment, but you can go back into those dreams, right? You can go back into those things that you're experiencing when you were asleep and you can see the synchronicities or see the clues, see the symbols and ask them that what they're trying to show you for, like you said, the waking life, the waking dream. Ask them what it's trying to show you, what it's trying to guide you to, right? Sometimes that's mm -hmm. parts going back to parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's just clues on how to navigate something that's going to come up in your reality. Mm -hmm. And when you... All of these things are just tools for us to interact with. It's our choice whether we pick them tools up or not and use them or mm -hmm. not. But if you're looking at like, especially with shamanic dreaming, which is really using the tools to your disposal in the waking life, right? Using them to grow, using them to access deeper levels of yourself. That's what they want you to do. That's what it wants you to do. It wants you to interact with them and- Amen really bring them into your to awaken life and like you said then you see the synchronicities in both because there's <laughs> i'm gonna this is sound really strange but the whole inside and outside there's not really an inside and outside is there there's not really a sleep mm. or awake it's all the same it's mm -hmm. all the same <laughs> it's just different levels of awareness that's how i see it too emma and like i'm not kidding like some people probably go this guy's weird but i just this is how i see it this is how my mentor has like like expanded this for me as well through working with her is like the shamans and the eastern religions and philosophies and the spiritual practices of the east they they they, they laugh at us because we the white man the colonizers the people of the western world not necessarily the white man but that's just like the ancient way they used to call it right it's like they didn't ever dream they didn't really use it they didn't use these mystical creations and this they didn't tap into the mystical realms but it's when you have synchronicities in your life when you have these beautiful synchronicities in your waking life there's no difference between that those messages in your waking dream and the messages mm. that you receive when you're asleep it's just mm -hmm. a different level of awareness it's just a different mm. like you can your subconscious speaks in metaphors as you dream mm. right and they give you messages do you think that stops when you're awake it's the same mind 
But when we're constantly caught up in overthinking what people said, our ego, healing, like hustle mentality, the condition program running us, you will tap out of it all. Mm-hmm. And so people think this is, this is just, you know, not, this is just, everything is just the way it is. There doesn't, there is no miracles. There is no messages. There is no divine guidance. There is no support, right? This is a place of like emptiness. There's, there's no point, pointlessness. But when you start to get out of the head into the heart, do some healing, open up your awareness, realize that, hey, I just want to discover my true self. Well, guess what? The signs and synchronicities in your waking life are doing that. They're Mm -hmm. trying to do that. They don't go away. It's your awareness that goes away. Mm. I'd love, I'm reading just that comment that came through, Tavia, the one about the difference. Could you expand on that a little bit? Because I know I know what you're saying, because there's almost this, like this idea that our real life is a dream seems a little bit scary, can seem a little bit out there in a sense that yeah. it doesn't feel safe. Like, what do you mean? Is none of this we're experiencing real? Is none of this yeah. experiencing valid? Because it's it's the same as when I'm asleep. Could you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I get it because I know I, my mind was like very timid and scared mm. of this, but I've like really gone deep and strengthened my mind. And I think a lot of us need to really focus on becoming mentally strong. There's a lot of us that are mentally weak, but we go to the gym to be physically strong yet mentally we cave under the idea of pressure. I've gone through some places where I've been revealed deep levels of consciousness. And I'm like, Oh, I had to take a deep breath and I had to push myself through it. And it was big. So I get the whole thing, but you've got to become mentally strong. And that's, I'm only saying from this perspective because I am and it's, as a, as a hypnotherapist, understanding the unconscious and the subconscious, like we use the word unconscious because I'm an Ericksonian hypnotherapist, subconscious, unconscious, it's all theories about what is what, but I just treat it as the same. And the fact is the unconscious, does, does, it never changes. It's there all the time. And we're always sw- switching in between that and consciousness, that our conscious awareness, our unconscious awareness, conscious awareness, unconscious awareness. And, of the time we know now that we're only ever and less even two to 5% of the time we're actually in our conscious mind. That is Mm -hmm. I'm talking to Emma. I've got a microphone in front of me. I've got lights on. I can hear something that's conscious awareness. Now the rest is unconscious. It's 95% of the time it's operating us. So we don't attract what we think we attract what we are because our unconscious is always energetically moving with us. And that's that whole idea of like, Wayne Dyer said the same thing. You never attract what you think. You, you, you barely attract what you think. You attract what you are. So doing the healing on your unconscious is change. And that, uh, that unconscious is what we're seeing the reality through these tainted eyes. Like I've got this example, right? All my, the girls in my group, the girls in my group, uh, the ladies in my group who we were talking about one of the shows called Made. Oh, okay, yeah, my um, housemate was just telling me about this the other day, uh, about this. It's quite triggering. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's what was happening. But it was so interesting because I used it as an example because all the ladies were triggered differently. Well, not all the ladies, but the, some of the ladies were triggered differently. They're like, oh, this scene mm-hmm. triggered me, or that scene triggered me. And I'm like, isn't that interesting? That one scene triggers one and the other doesn't trigger the other. Why is that? And I showed to them that's because your unconscious is seeing through the lens of your trauma. Mm. Your unconscious is seeing, is projecting a reality through your pain. So this is happening all the time with our triggers. So our triggers are the gateway to healing our unconscious. Once we figure that out, that's mastering your field. 
that's seeing this reality as it's just helping me. Mm. So that's that's how I would expand on it. Mm, I like that. So helping you on a soul level, you would say, it's much One bigger than just percent. this reality, right? It's much larger than we can comprehend in just what this reality mm -hmm. is right now. So it's allowing yourself to know that your awareness is so much more than what you're experiencing right now. Your awareness is is i'm not in my head. i am for those who are just listening to this i'm not in my head yeah awareness is just and that's the part we want to spend our life watching from yeah. awareness yeah. we're tapping into that the more we're and that's not to say like all the time you can't be enjoying your life and having fun and stuff and it's not about that it's actually more about that and we were talking about a little this a little bit before we actually jumped on about the idea of play, about the idea of being playful in your reality. Could you expand on that a little bit, like this idea mm. of how, how bringing that into your reality is actually a huge part of the journey and a huge part of your healing? Absolutely. So there's a couple things here. Like I was also going to talk about proof in this because there's, mm. there's, there's proof in our reality all the time if we tap into this confirming of where like where we're going like mm. your your desires there will be proof people a car will come that you've just talked about that wanting to get or there's there's a certain area that you want to go down there's proof coming in that this person in your conversation next to you at the cafe is talking about something that you're you've just been thinking about so there's this constant synchronistic proof that we're um the universe is supporting us it is playing with us and the sense of what we're talking about here is like this play is that we've got to get out of the the, the condition programs that say we've got to do life in a very serious manner, go after it. Very, It's an old structure, the old masculine way, like got to get this done, got to have the to-do list, got to have the projects, got to do all this. Mm -hmm. And while that works for people, it's not the only way because there are a lot of people who have a focus of a belief. They have a belief system that says the more I play, the more I earn. And I was talking about a lady who earns $9 million, does the exact same stuff we do, $9 million last year, one year, earned $9 million and doesn't hustle. Mm. She just works on the energy, does not do anything traditional and earn $9 million. And so we've, we've got the idea of quantum play is we're releasing this detachment to an, um, a very mechanical inner structure, which is run by a program. And like, what does what does your what does your highest excitement say? Does it say it wants to go to the beach for a swim and just lay under the sun for an hour? Yeah, it does. But then, what's the program saying? No, you can't do that because you've got to work hard if you want success. Mm. But that's not that's just a belief. That's not a truth. That's an old belief. The truth is, a hundred percent of the time, it is real. The sun comes up every day, every new day. The sun rises. That's a truth. Mm -hmm. right we have a full moon every four weeks that's the truth mm -hmm. so there's these I this idea where we've got to get out of our beliefs and into our truths the thing that's real 100% of the time and then if we want our reality from our truth we have to create beliefs that that stem from our truth our inner truth mm -hmm. our beliefs that make our reality align with our desires mm. I love that and that's also allowing beliefs that don't serve that to be let go. Mm. 
I was talking about this a little bit the other day, these these beliefs that we set into our identity, right? Like we link them to who we are, right? This belief means that I am this person and that I can only do that. And we don't realize how much that is holding us back in our life, how much it is not allowing us to do the things that we wanted to do and keeping us limited. So it's like what you're saying mm. there, like these new beliefs, but then releasing the old ones, not with a sense of judgment, not with a sense of, oh, fuck's sake, like I can't believe I behaved that way. No, no, no. I accept mm -hmm. them and they you have gratitude for them because they served you for a time. They showed you things about yourself that you needed to see, right? So you release mm -hmm. them and then new ones come in their place. We create that fertile soil for something else to come in and actually support, yeah. like you said, our truest expression. Yeah. And we got to remember that we're going to die soon. <laughs> Like at some point life is so short, it is so long and so short. And it's like, go out there and actually, like, if you think you're stuck, think again, like mm -hmm. you've, you've tapped out of the potential for tapping into the universal possibilities. And no matter where you are, if your faith is, if you, if you replenish your faith, you replenish your hope, you replenish the possibilities. So you have to know that you're never stuck. Stuck is an illusion no matter where you are. And the people that will go, no, 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 but I've got this, this, and this happening. Mate, I've had it all too. I'm telling you, your awareness, your awareness of your, and your faith will get you out of it. You just got to like open yourself up to the possibility of miracles moving through your life every single day. Definitely. And I guess we're finishing a little bit earlier today. So just to kind of wrap up on that point, it's, when you're feeling that way, how can you be patient with the unfolding of those miracles as well, right? Like knowing what we spoke about Trusting earlier. Trusting that process. Yeah, knowing what we spoke about earlier, like this 3D reality, it has time. Mm. Although like, like you said, with our mind, we can transcend that, but with our bodies, mm. we can't. So, mm -hmm you're changing your belief systems, you're completely uprooting everything that you thought was real and putting new things in place that support you, that support your desires, that support the path that you actually want to express from your authentic self. Be patient with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Life is short, but it will come to you at the right time. And actually the journey of that unfolding, the journey of that expansion, the journey of uprooting those old beliefs and putting new ones in them place, that is absolutely beautiful if you allow yourself to be in the present moment and also enjoy that right Amen. the goal the the goal is not the destination the journey is the goal itself Amen. experiencing that so like patience and just giving yourself that permission to let go of those parts of you that no longer serve in who you truly want to be hell yeah i always say like before we finish i always say Give yourself 12 months. If you're mm -hmm. thinking like you've got a timeline of like, I want this done before, like in six months, just give yourself 12 months. It typically takes six to 12 months for like my, my healing actually gives mm. me like fruitful rewards on the outside. Definitely. Like until I start to see the benefits of it. So just give yourself 12 months. If you're going through a healing, you're going through all this, give yourself 12 months. Exactly. People wait for a baby, so you can wait for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're birthing Same a new thing. baby. You wait nine months for that thing to come out, so you might That's, as well I love wait that, for something else. One. You might as well wait yeah. for this. Like, why are we That's giving so up true. on our dreams so quickly? You know, yeah. you're not going to say, oh, fuck, this baby's not here after three months. I'm just going to give up now on it. <laughs> it's not there. It's not real. <laughs> yeah, anyway. and then who knows? You might have twins in there. 
Yeah, exactly. Extra surprise. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so thank you so much. And thank you for your comments, Tavia. It's really nice for you to share your perspective. Yeah, I really and appreciate it, Tavia. It's nice. So, and see you guys later. Bye-bye. Big love. Ladies and gentlemen, you are at the end of the podcast. And congratulations, because you are the small 1% that actually listens to this outro.